Welcome to Positivity Strategist, a podcast that injects a good deal of optimism and possibility into your life at home and at work. Conversations with thought leaders and everyday people shine the light on what works and amplifies those everyday micro moments of positivity, irrespective of what else is going on. You'll be energized by lots of practical tips, inspiring you to live a truly satisfying and meaningful life. I'm Robin Stratton Burkessel, host of Positivity Strategist. This is a special show because my guest is someone with whom I've worked and played for just over a year, and her name is Jacqueline Botting. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, Robin. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome and welcome again to Positivity Strategist Podcast. So let me say just a couple of words um, why this is important to me, why this is special. Jacqueline, as I recall, over a year ago discovered my book and she reached out and said, I just have to work with you. (laughs) So Jacqueline, do you remember that? Absolutely. I'm only regretful that I didn't reach out sooner. I'd owned your book probably for, oh, maybe six or eight months before I had actually made contact with you. But um, it's been an incredible journey in so many ways by meeting you and working together. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, I was delighted that Jacqueline did that. And, um, and so we've had a kind of client consultant relationship. And we've become really good friends and so much has happened. Um, It's just been so, for me to be part of it and also from a distance just to watch the evolution and the growth and the development and the thinking process and the hard work and dreaming and commitment has just been so inspiring for me. So to be in it, watching it from, you know, a third position has been really great. So just a little bit of background before I... um, invite Jacqueline to tell her story herself. Jacqueline is the founder of wisetribe.us and that's a non-profit and wisetribe converts common dreams into collaborative action-based learning which creates relationships, develops skills and produces positive action locally. So Jacqueline you write that you started wisetribe after searching for greater meaning in your own life. What prompted that search? So it was really um, probably something of a crisis. I think that that's where people really begin to, um, you know, go on these journeys. And so I was in my mid thirties, and you know, all of these things that I had been told as um, as a child in terms of you know what made for a successful life, which was essentially about getting ahead. Um, getting into the right school, getting the right job, becoming married, having a house. And I had achieved all of these things and they just were coming up, um, sort of flat or sort of this sense of feeling whole and complete was lacking in my life. And I had been, um, the marriage had fallen apart. I'd gotten a divorce. And so I was somewhat delusioned from that. And the the real event though, that really awakened me was the passing of my father. And he told me towards the end of 2010, that his, that he had a terminal lug diagnosis and that he, um, really didn't have much longer to live. And so this is something that he had known for years, actually, um, as he had gone into retirement and, Watching him change, you know, it's, it's interesting to sort of compare our lives because my father lived by a very similar script. By all measures, he was uh, a very accomplished man. He was a doctor and he had achieved uh, great success in his lifetime. And, um, but he wasn't always happy, you know, in terms of, you know, being with us in our, in our family. It was not always sort of, sort of a, a pleasant experience. But I had noticed as he had gotten into retirement he had changed and sort of his life had started, started to lighten. And I had thought that this was really, um, probably had a lot to do with the fact that he had been retired and all that he really wanted with our family was relationships and meaningful conversation and, and, um, just a totally different person. 
And I realized looking back that actually he was reckoning with the, his life coming to an end Mm -hmm. and that the script that he had, you know, lived his life according to, which was all about getting ahead, being the provider, um, you know, being a success according to conventional definitions did not make him happy. But what he wanted as he got to, um, towards the end of his life was really just meaningful relationships with the people that he loved and, and rich experiences that that's really all that he wanted. And so for me, I really began to take on the, um, a view in terms of my own life, because I was beginning to awaken to the fact that I had followed a very similar path in doing all of the things that society and family and your school and your work tell you to do in order to, to live a complete life, um, was just coming up short. And so that really sent me into, uh, a journey of sorts. And I, I, at the time was feeling very sad because of the, you know, the passing of my dad. Jacqueline, did you have a chance to talk to your father about these things? You know, it's interesting. We, um, the books that he was reading really began to change and they were much more spiritually focused. Mm -hmm. Um, he would read a lot of biographies. He would read read an awful lot about, uh, you know, history and sort of world war two. And then he started to, um, shift in terms of the books that he was reading. And we did have opportunities to discuss this and, it was really profound in that he would say that really the only thing that matters is that people are together and that they act in a way mm-hmm. towards meaningful um, outcomes and, and meaningful relationships. And that that was really what life well lived looked like mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. So we did have, um, we did have a, an opportunity, you know, it's, you never really have enough um, time to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting in that, um, you know, we think about sort of our identities at first, when we started to have these conversations, it was sort of startling in that, well, who is this guy? We wouldn't, you know, traditionally we would not have these types of exchanges or these types of these mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to see him move into a state of vulnerability to really meaningfully connect in conversation about what he was having sort of awaken inside of him was just so profoundly moving for me. Mm. And that really was a, um, you know, it was just a tremendous motivation to look at my own life, to look at my own mortality and to really think about what it is that I wanted to do in my lifetime. And so that, um, at the time I was working for the Irish government, I assisted Irish companies with selling into the United States. Um, and I specialized in the financial services sector as well as the, the cybersecurity industry. And so while I had loved this job, it was fascinating and it offered me lots of insight into different business models and, uh, the Irish themselves are wonderful people to, to work with. I was starting to wonder, is this my life's purpose? And I really was struggling with this. And so the, the combination of, um, you know, being divorced, you know, losing my dad and having this, this full experience in processing my own life in reflection to how he was processing his own and then thinking about a, a job, which was starting to lose its luster that really sent me, um, into a period of personal discovery. Mm-hmm. And it, led me to, to have conversations with people that were, in some cases, uh, 40 years older than me, and really just thinking about what was, what did a well life lived look like? Mm-hmm. And all of these individuals, again, by all conventional means, were very successful, uh, and they had achieved great success in their professions. Uh, and they were also very authentic people. Uh, that was, that was pretty important to me in terms of connecting with them. But at the, you know, the, the net of our conversations really came back to the fact that life was all about having positive, healthy, high functioning relationships where you could exchange meaningful experiences with one another. And, and 
this sense of giving back was just consistently something that had come up. And so I was originally focused, uh, focused Wise Tribe in terms of more of the baby boomers. And I was really drawn to, to speaking with people that were older than me. I was fascinated by sort of the aging boom that was coming to, uh, to the country and what it was going to mean for us in terms of sort of cultural and societal shifts. And so I, um, you know, I was initially thinking about it, oh, this is sort of a marketplace opportunity and um, that there'll be, you know, several unneed Mets or sort of unmet needs. Thank you. <laughs> um, and it was really a transformative experience in doing what I thought was sort of, you know, market uh, based studies or sort of, you know, inquiring into what would eventually become sort of a, a business opportunity. It really just, um, I was finding my own wisdom Mm -hmm. uh, by being in a relationship with Mm -hmm. these individuals and and pursuing these conversations with them, um, which really became almost carthetic for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and was very therapeutic as I was going through what was a very sad and dark time in my own life. Mm. So seeking these connections and finding these relationships and hearing the desire for wholeness because you were finding out that that all these external trimmings were not enough, right? Absolutely. It was... Um, there was a lacking, there was a longing, there was a yearning for some deeper meaning. No, absolutely. There was, um, there was an emptiness mm. and, you know, externally it looked as if I had, uh, you know, more or less arrived. I had, I owned very nice things. I lived in a very wealthy neighborhood. I had an, a great job, um, but it wasn't fulfilling. Mm. Um, and it was interesting in exploring these conversations with others who had followed sort of similar paths and, you know, also sort of thinking about, you know, my, my dad towards the end of his life, mm-hmm. that it didn't matter. Um, and it was also around the time of the, um, the mortgage crisis. And it was almost as if, you know, while the economy was mm-hmm. at a down point, I think that that really sort of flushed us out in terms of our sort of human values. And we began to this recalibration of what it means to live, um, a fulfilling life. And people really started to, um, rethink just the value of how they wanted to, to live their lives and that material things really, and status wasn't necessarily where happiness was found or fulfillment. Yeah. And you say that you came to this realization or revelation that we're dawning on this collaborative age, right? That's how you're describing it. And so this new era that you're talking about you see has tremendous potential to enhance our relationships and our social well-being and this was the impetus for wisetribe.us is is that how it is yeah i would say the um you know initially it wasn't sort of that clear cut in in my discovery process but being involved with um economic development and also having access to a lot of financial technologies and seeing um, what was a rapidly shifting landscape in terms of technology and that that brought with it this um, anthropological shift mm-hmm. in how we were relating and connecting, um, that really opened up my eyes to what I see as, as an economic paradigm shift that's coming. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, the with the the financial crisis, there was enormous amount of skepticism around the global financial system. And people were beginning to think, are there other ways that we can have our needs met outside of this current system? And that's where I came across the, um, the concept of collaborative consumption and the sharing economy. And so while there is certainly sort of this personal aspect to Wise Tribe in terms of people coming together, finding um, meaning with one another by working on projects that are of great passion and and things that 
they want to bring to the world. I think that there's also this corresponding aspect of a world that we're moving into that is going to be driven by our economics and that we are going to move from what is purely a market-based exchange economy into something that is much more focused on sharing and uh, cooperating within networks. And so um, I see that as, or that Wise Tribe gets to be almost a a playground for us to begin to, to become acquainted with this shift in how we're going to live, work, relate, and create and trade with one another based on um, this coming paradigm that is that is just starting to emerge um, and which I, you know, just got glimmer or insights into back in the, you know, uh, about six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't you talk a little bit about how you see um, appreciative inquiry and the whole movement around positivity and positive psychology playing into what it is that you're co-creating with people who are believing in your vision and working with you. It was interesting in how I found appreciative inquiry because um, intuitively this notion of um, that we were moving beyond this notion of self-actualization and that something grander was was sort of coming over our society. And that the term that just kept coming up for me was collective actualization. Mm-hmm. And that it was something more that, um, you know, while it's fantastic to have personal mastery, what is emerging is that we want to have that mastery with one another towards this greater purpose. Um, and that it really will serve our collective well-being. Beautiful. And, mm-hmm. and so um, I typed up the, the term, um, you know, I was, all of this was, again, just very intuitively coming to me and trying to make sense of it or sort of seeking it, I guess, an external validation, I typed collective actualization into Google. And what popped back was um, something on appreciative inquiry. I think actually it was the, uh, the term, it was a, an abstract uh, written by David uh, Cooperwriter. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, as I started to to read about it, I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> nearly exactly what I am thinking about in terms of Wise Tribe. It's this function of bringing, or this this way of bringing people together based on their own lived experiences and their own personal wisdom so that we can start to, to connect on the basis of the wisdom of our lives mm. and, and start to see where there are patterns or similarities and, and um, an interest in this collective imagination towards something new. And so that was what, um, you know, that, I think that that is the beauty of appreciative inquiry. And I think that we're moving into this, this moment in time as a civilization where the way that we create is changing and that we've largely created over the last, you know, 200 years from a place of risk management, from a, from a place of thinking, no, but how things are not going to work and, and making sure that they are measured and that they're sort of constrained and, um, deficit based, right? Absolutely deficit based. Mm -hmm. And so, um, what is sprouting in, in my opinion and what I'm seeing from people is that there's this sense of, seeing all of these possibilities. And I think by being so massively connected to one another online that, um, in this great exchange of information that we're seeing ideas sort of collide and that this is producing innovation and that we're coming from a place of what's possible now Mm -hmm. and, and the notion of yes. And, and it's, it's very transformative if we embrace this type of creative mindset and that that's going to offer us um, an enormous amount of capability to design for a future in which the collective is considered and the collective is actually serving the individuals and vice versa. Yeah, and I think one of the, the foundational pieces of that, we talk about the possibilities, is you you mentioned it before, with this worldview and this kind of frame of reference, which we, which is known as appreciative inquiry, we really start by seeking 
what works, what exists already that's working really well that we can leverage and build on. So it starts with people's own reality, right? So it's not somebody Mm -hmm. coming along imposing um, somebody else's vision. It starts from the ground up. So that's, I think, what you were saying earlier um, about this this collective capacity and how can we do this together. Absolutely. And I think that that has been... um the most fascinating part in terms of um, sharing Wise Tribe with people, because um, oftentimes people would say, oh, well, what problems are you solving? And, um, well, what are the problems in your community? And we say, well, actually, what we do is we start with what's, you know, what are the passions in in people's lives? And what is, um, what are the strengths that they want to sort of bring forth? And it's, mm-hmm. It's amazing how as sort of, quote, a mental model that we have such a struggle to put our to wrap our our hands around it, Mm -hmm. because we have thought for such a very long time as sort of a cultural narrative of looking at the problems and and um, and that that's the way to sort of focus our energy. And it's amazing to see when um, people start to, to think about and share what is positive and what is working and what they really appreciate in themselves, just the, the, the energy that is created <laughs> within that experience, um, was fascinating for me to watch when you had taken us through, um, our first wisdom exchanges, which you helped us design, mm-hmm. um, and to see it really in action, you, it becomes just so obvious that this really makes so much more sense for creating our future together. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we can just—I can just visualize or just remember the excitement and the energy and the enthusiasm and, like, yes, we can do it. That comes out of when people have an opportunity to sit there and talk to each other about what they really value. Not a, they value about themselves. They value about each other. They value about their environment. And you know, coming back to what you were saying about the conversations you were having with your dad and with other people, you know, older people, um, we don't have those kinds of conversations, do we? So this is what you're really facilitating here, this forum, this opportunity for people to come together to have these meaningful conversations about things that really matter to them. Absolutely. That was, that's really sort of the foundation of uh, the experience that Wise Tribe offers. We, um, we would offer what we call a collaborative season, which is sort of the equivalent to a college semester. It's um, essentially over a, a four-month process, uh, but the it starts with these wisdom exchanges, which really get people talking about their own personal lives, their their own stories, and 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 what they value in their communities and what they would love to see more of in their communities. And so that is um, the way that we begin to to generate ideas mm-hmm. that people can ultimately work on and, and find where there's commonality for these collaborative learning by doing projects, which we ultimately um, you know support through a design thinking workshop, and then people go into a four month uh, process of working with one another, mm-hmm. and um, but that is an essential starting place. And I I think that it is so uncommon, uh, in terms of the way that we have created and in the past or the way that we sort of traditionally take on, um, producing something because we often look for, well, what are all of the obstacles? What's going to stop or sort of, you know, doing the, uh, what are the weaknesses? Mm -hmm. Let's focus, let's focus there so that we can sort of then come to a position of strength by being from a playing from a place of defense um yeah tying in technology and how this has facilitated greater opportunity for people to connect with each other and it doesn't always have to be face to face but you know there's value in both but i think it's also about this um you know we are democratizing everything through technology so we're allowing more voices to be heard and we no longer have to wait for people to come along and be our savior or to be the leaders. We're really looking at how do you kind of grow leadership from the grassroots by giving people the opportunity to have these meaningful connections. 
So why don't you talk about your process? I'd love you to describe your three C's and, you know, just just give us a sense. And maybe in that you might think about one of the high point stories that you've experienced on your journey as you've evolved Wise Tribe to where it is today. Um, let me, I just want to go back and comment on, um, you know, sort of this democratizing mm-hmm. of, of access and, and personal empowerment. I think that that is probably one of the most exciting things about being alive right now is that, um, unlike any other period of time, we have all of the information at our fingertips and, um, you know, relatively all access to, to it. And it really becomes this um, opportunity where we get to inspire one another to step into a space of our strengths and to connect through acting on the information to start to bring about change. Wow, and that, yeah. that will really begin to allow us to move out of probably stereotypes. I mean, that's, that's, um, that has been what has been most exciting to me is actually seeing people who have come in with sort of perceived uh, notions about, you know, various ethnicities or groups, et cetera, and having that washed away mm. by, by being in a place of listening to one another's interest and listening to one another's ideas um, and, and seeing people form connections and begin to work on these, uh, these ideas to, to bring them into reality. But in terms of our, um, our process, we've actually included a a fourth C. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So our first C is connect. And this is where we host a wisdom exchange. And this is somewhat similar to being around a campfire, um, thinking of sort of a tribe, Mm -hmm. and that they're passing sort of the uh, stories through an oral tradition and um, really allowing people to get to know one another and and see where they have commonalities and begin to find those patterns towards um, where they have similar wishes and dreams for the future that we'll, we'll all be living into. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also use the arts. We would um, just sort of, you know, provoke um, just a bit of play and, and fun. And that really gets people in a space where they really open up and begin to share things that maybe that they wouldn't traditionally share in a group of strangers um, because it, it, they just feel an added sense of freedom. Um, and the next, yeah, I just let me comment there because I think that's one of the things that is really exciting because in this connection process, Mm. people do, I mean, you hear a lot of laughter and joy and fun and throughout this whole thing, you know, having kind of been with you throughout this, there is so much laughter and joy and playfulness Mm. and it's when we when we can kind of be in those playful states we are feeling uh, you know our positive emotions unleash and that's when we become more trusting more um, creative more open to understanding and listening so by creating this kind of framework where people have this experience where they're feeling more joyful more playful Mm. greater things can happen Absolutely. I, um, I would say when I was initially getting started with, with thinking about Wise Tribe, and again, it was sort of this kaleidoscope of ideas and experiences. And a lot of time, um, or a lot of emphasis was being, being put on the notion of mindfulness. And I certainly appreciated, um, you know, sort of meditative practices and, and sort of being mindful. Um, but I thought that, and I still believe that play is really the next big thing. And that um, this sense of playfulness, if it really does bring about tribe, it mm-hmm. really does bring this collaborative energy towards, yes, we can, what can we do? And it inspires one another. And it really breaks down barriers mm. between people. It's freeing, it's a, right? It's so freeing. And mm. it's so wonderful to see somebody who is, you know, um, just across ethnicities or ages 
just laughing and being with one another is such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I and- have to say that Jacqueline's um, or the Wise Tribe website, wisetribe.us, there you're amassing some really fun videos and some really meaningful videos. So, you know, I'll create these show notes for, for this episode um, that will accompany this conversation and people will have access to some of these resources, Jacqueline. So I'm just jumping in here to make sure that people have an opportunity to act, to see this in action. So it's not just listening to what you're saying here, but really to see it come alive through the videos that you're creating. And social media, such a strong presence on social media. Great. Thank you for that. Okay. The, um, and, and just going back to our wisdom exchanges and the whole notion of play, I see that there's an, there's a, an enormous frontier of innovation in social innovation, just in our day-to-day lifestyle and our living that's, that's next to come. And the aspect of play where it allows discovery and it allows connection and it allows our imaginations to really become fired up, I see as a key element of facilitating innovation and and bringing about projects that we can we can work on that are not necessarily um, purely needs based but are going to innovate to allow us to live in new ways that you know we're just beginning to sort of imagine or or um, or can't even see as possibilities yeah. at the moment so I, that's, I, that, that's that generative capacity <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's it's a beautiful thing to see in action <laughs> So once um, at the end of a wisdom exchange, what we're, we're left with um, is this enormous amount of positive energy and sort of people feeling inspired, but they've also worked together to, to come up with ideas um, of projects that they would like to see um, in their communities. And so from that, we, um, that allows us to put people together um, or allow them to find one another, actually, mm-hmm. in terms of, um, you know, collaborating with one another. And so that would move us to our next workshop, which is called Solutionism. And it's grounded in the principles of design thinking. And um, Robin, you were fantastic in, in helping us, you know, create this experience and and facilitating it uh, with us at Florida Atlantic University, um, which we did in May. Mm-hmm. And so um, then we move into the third C, which is co-create. And so over a four month period, now we have these tribes that are committed to these ideas, working with one another to, to really enact what they have designed as part of our solutionism workshop. Um, whereas that really kicks off the, uh, the collaboration. And, um, once we get through the four-month co-creative process, we end it with a celebration. And that is our fourth C. So it's, uh, the first is connect. The second is co, sorry, the second is collaborate. The third is co-create and the fourth is celebrate. Mm. And so we put on a wise tribe celebration, which we've just had our first, um, about two weeks ago here at, in Delray beach at old school square, which was a wonderful opportunity for us to showcase what these tribes have worked on and the projects that they are bringing forward to our community. And in some cases, um, you know, the, the projects are not insignificant. They could be world changing. Um, and that celebration was both the showcasing of those projects, but also having influencers and having some artists there to talk about the world that we're moving into. What is defining this, this world of transformation and, and what do we as citizens who are interested in being part of this positive um, movement that is bringing people together to work on on great things for uh, for the world? What are some of the trends that we get to play into, and what are some of the the um, the considerations that we should be thinking about as we move forward? And we had um, we had musicians there that accentuated the uh, the experience and added to to sort of that playful experience. Mm-hmm. So our, um, we're moving forward actually with what will be a campaign that's focused on the state of Florida and it's called floridawise.us, but it's taking people through the four C's over a, we're going to sort of expand it, um, our timeframe and that we'll, we'll do our wisdom exchanges between now through the end of December Mm -hmm. and really hearing from people in South Florida initially, 
of the ideas that they would love to to see take place um, and come to fruition for for South Florida. And so that's we're really looking forward to seeing uh, those ideas. People have already started putting them forward without uh, without having gone through our workshop. So that's very exciting. And then in January we will host a um, a solutionism workshop in which people who are committed to to working on these ideas begin to collaborate, and that will be a one day event where they mm-hmm. work with one another, and then we'll go into this four month co-creative process where the tribes work very closely together and then come back for what we hope will be a much larger wise tribe celebration, um, showcasing the projects, but then also inviting in the wider community to this conversation of what can we do together? How can we as citizens begin to collaborate towards a world that we want to create? How do we unlock our imagination, all of our wisdom, all of our goodwill Mm. in wanting to make a difference together and begin to express this through these rich, meaningful learning experiences um, by working with one another, learning from each other, developing new skills and building new relationships. So we hope that the the Florida Wise is really just um, the start of a much larger model for Wise Tribe and that it it allows people to really start to take action based on what's in their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll have, um, I mean, you've already got one great living example for the, 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 the four month period that you've just been through. And so this is taking it and being more specific to your local environment, right? Right. Um, and then you'll have this model. So Jacqueline, I just want to pivot a little bit because there's so much, so, so many tangents we could go on and develop because it's all, so important, so significant, so exciting, because I really want to focus on, you know, what you see as your strengths. You know, we're talking about mm-hmm. the strengths of the community and the strengths of individuals, but you deserve so much um, credit for all of this. So let's just get a little bit of perspective around what it is that you have, that you've birthed here. So let's start with that. Sure. Um, And this is very interesting, actually, sort of talking about mental models. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sort of valuing and appreciating um, myself is something something that uh, I haven't always been comfortable with. And I realize I grew out of an Irish American household and it's and working for the Irish. I realize that culturally, um, you know, I think most people are easy to sort of put themselves down and their accomplishments as opposed to sort of live in celebration of who they are and what they've done. And so, um, in, you know, you've done great work in coaching me to sort of stand in this space. So, um, (laughs) it's just, it just goes to show the world that we are coming out of or the way that we have created and how it, it impacts us in so many ways. But the, um, the first time that I ever said wise tribe was at the end of 2012. And, um, I had been again, sort of just the wheels were turning and there were sort of several iterations in terms of what it was becoming. Um, I did feasibility testing on, on the concept of just bringing people together for sort of these playful, but meaningful conversations Mm -hmm. in the spring of 2013 in New York city. And then I had gone to do, um, some feasibility testing in Silicon Valley as well as in, um, in Florida, in my hometown, New Smyrna beach. Um, And at the end of 2013, my mom unfortunately had a uh, considerable stroke, which brought me back to Florida. Um, and I became her primary caregiver and that really took me off of my path for about two years. Um, however, I was, you know, wise tribe was sort of my, my baby. And that was something that I continued to to nurture and continue to work on and think about. Um, and I would do some, you know, small group testing within my hometown. And it was remarkable to hear the feedback from people because, um, even, even if I lacked clarity in expressing this in sort of an elevator pitch, people instinctively understood Mm -hmm. and believed in the concept and were feeling just how much the world needs something like wise tribe. Mm -hmm. And so it's about, um, you know, it's certainly as much as we're excited about innovation, Everyone feels the need for being connected to one another in meaningful conversations about the stuff that matters. 
And so that was, that was just so, um, affirming for me, but I, um, have worked very hard and I have been incredibly persistent in sort of staying the course with the idea. And so really I would say from, you know, 2013 to now, it's something that I have just tenaciously believed in. I have faced lots of criticism. Lots of people have told me this is a crazy idea. It will not work. Um, you know, the, the magnitude of what you're trying to address and what you're trying to solve. Um, because for me, initially the, the issue was that we're trying to solve this cultural and societal problem of disconnection, of apathy, of resignation, of isolation, um, that the problem was just too big. And I have just felt such passion and fuel that it can be better and having the conversations with, with people and explaining wise tribe and for, um, you know, as nebulous as it may have sounded at times, just this inherent collective understanding that we need something like this to start generating connections and conversations about the world that we're creating, um, was, was really just so affirming. And so if I think about, um, my strengths, I would have to say that tenacity and persistence, um, without question is something that I, um, recognize and appreciate in myself. Mm -hmm. Also, also bravery Mm -hmm. would be the, would be the other piece. And that, um, I really, my self confidence or sort of self-esteem, I was first getting started with this was, was not exactly, um, was strong. I was coming out of a period of, um, you know, depression personally. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, being a visionary, you face tremendous social pressure in, you know, people either not getting your idea or they're not seeing your vision necessarily. And, you know, uh, unfortunately the world has its critics and, um, sometimes they sound the loudest, Mm -hmm. but the, um, you know, continuing to just have faith and to stepping into a larger challenge each time or sort of seeing the vision, um, grow and getting bigger is something that, um, I, I really appreciate about myself. You know, there have been Robin many times where we've had conversations where we thought that we had come up against a, um, an enormous obstacle Mm -hmm. and, you know, I would sleep and the next morning I would get up and I would call you and I would say, okay, this is the way that I think that we can get through this. You know, what, what do you think? Or, Mm -hmm. and, you know, finding people who would, um, help me see the possibilities Mm -hmm. and who were, you know, strength-based or appreciative focused thinkers, um, has been really valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear you say that. And you're saying what you appreciate you about yourself. Um, you know, that's a great awareness to have. And that, that in itself gives you strength and courage to keep going. And, and I'm glad you also said that you're a visionary because that's absolutely for sure. But I think, (laughs) you know, one of the things that comes up as I'm listening to you, Jacqueline, is that, you know, we need You've, you've alluded to it. In fact, you've actually stated explicitly, I think, that, you know, we need a framework, a structure to make these things come to life. Mm. Um, and I think appreciative inquiry and, you know, design thinking has been that kind of scaffold or that structure that gives the opportunity for something to be managed. And by managed, I mean, you know, there, is, there are parameters around it so you, you can keep on track. So you need the structure and within that structure you need the support of people who will believe in your mission and who will not knock you down because I think there are so many people in the world who feel that their their role in this world is to be, you know, big chief critics mm. and you can be critical and supportive but it's more about the support and people who say, yes, we will support you, we will help you, we believe in what you're doing and in, be encouraging Absolutely. I have to say that one thing that, uh, you know, the the whole notion of culture um, in an organization is something that up until leading, you know, my own organization, I've never really given it true thought. And I realize now that culture eats strategy (laughs) and that if if you don't have the right um, thinking within your organization and the right attitude and the right sort of uh, place to come from and to exude so that everybody else feels as if they belong to, uh, this system, right? This human system is, um, really can make or break 
what you're up to. And I have to say that um, I think that it's important to have, you know, sort of um, the other viewpoints, right? So you can see, okay, well, maybe these are things to consider. But I also think that we're living in a period of time where we just get to keep pushing through the possibilities Mm -hmm. because so much is available to us now that hadn't been in the past or even just the ability to, with very little capital, begin to create something which um, just in and of itself opens us up to infinite possibilities. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, by being with others that are supportive and help you see possibilities, that has been um, the biggest personal lesson in leading Wise Tribe for me. Mm. Yeah, very good. You know, we live in this transformative time transformational time and that it is a relational world people are waking up to the fact that there isn't just one way of doing things anymore you know Mm. we've come through thinking that you know there are certain rules in society that kind of have to be followed but we're knowing that there isn't one way there are so many perspectives and when we get all those perspectives out there, we can create a new perspective. And this is this co-creating aspect of it. This We're constructing new possibilities and new, new worlds through our conversations and our aspirations. And that's, I think, the most exciting part when you're talking about a collaborative age. It's the, the blending of multiple perspectives, wherever they come from. Absolutely. I... I sure that you'll recall, we, our original tagline was generations wiser together. And, um, you know, we sort of went back and forth on this, but I was starting to feel as if this was too limiting, just the generations that it's, it really is that I think that there's enormous innovation and understanding and new perspectives to be garnered by blending the generations, but also different cultures, ethnicities, professions, and uh, perspectives, that that's really going to provide us with the power of Mm. harvesting this new world. And that's going to work for more people. And that will will, um, really allow us to produce transformation. Mm -hmm. And that that is, um, you know, it's just vitally important. It's, you know, one of the things that a lot of uh, people would say, well, what's your target market? Well, everyone's our target market. Anyone who, anybody who wants uh, to produce change and wants meaningful conversation and relationships, um, that would be our target market. And so that, that has not necessarily been um, a popular response. Although I would say that, um, you know, advertising and, and marketers are beginning to see that we're having this we're shifting away from sort of our traditional viewpoints on demographics mm-hmm. or uh, psychographics and, and moving into this multiplicity of um, the individual towards the collaborative or the, or the collective. You know, maybe we should have a second show and it should be about what's next. Oh, I would love that. Cause we haven't, <laughs> we haven't really touched that. And I, I think that's a really significant piece. So because you've had all this experience, all this learning, you have evidence of what's working. You're moving into the next iteration. That would be wonderful. Wouldn't that we be have, great? That would be great. Mm. I would love to actually share some of the stories of mm. the, the collaborations that have uh, been worked on in our first pilot, um, you know, to share with your audience just the the magnitude of what we would call everyday citizens and their thinking and their capacity to begin to mobilize these projects that really look to a new world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think that would be great. Is there anything else you'd like to say by, um, by way of closing our conversation today, Jacqueline, anything that you're you're keen to communicate? I would, um, I would really love to thank you, Robin, for, you know, I hired you as a consultant, but you became so much more than that over the course of our relationship and really just a very wise, uh, counselor or a wise friend, um, and mentor really. I mean, you, you really helped me see and give articulation to a world that I was feeling inside. Um, but you helped me 
begin to see it structurally and how we could bring it to other people in a systematic approach. And so that has been um, hugely valuable to, to me, certainly Wise Tribe. And it's hugely valuable to so many people that are, are experiencing Wise Tribe. And, and thank you very much. Oh, you're, oh, thank you for saying that, Jacqueline. That really touches me. And I have to say I'm incredibly proud of what we've co-created. And when I see evidence on the Facebook page, which is, just say what the Facebook page is. The Facebook page is facebook.com wise tribe. And Twitter? Twitter.com Twitter. I'm sorry. <laughs> wise tribe. <laughs> Twitter is uh, twitter.com wise tribe and we're also on instagram which is instagram.com wise tribe okay all very good so when i see evidence coming out i get so excited and to be part of this so it's very clear and um, very dear to me and continues to be and this is positivitystrategist.com slash ps 57. So people who are listening in can go to positivitystrategist.com slash PS57 and find these links to be able to connect with Jacqueline and Wise Tribe and learn more. And so, um, and stay tuned because we'll have a follow up episode where you'll be able to hear some of the exciting dreams and visions and how Jacqueline's imagination, in collaboration with some very supportive people, um, is taking shape for 2017. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Robin. Also, you can be notified of new episodes by email. Links to all these suggestions are available on positivitystrategist.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening and remember what you focus on grows, so grow towards your best.